Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's 150th episode of Armchair Preaching, Pastor John and I talk about hospitality, how it is exhibited in our lives, and this week's messages in our series called Extreme Hospitality. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode one five zero. This okay, is I'll episode one fifty. Boom, 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 you're doing, boom, boom. Doing, I'm do the cannon fire. Doing the, the cannon 18, fire. overture. That's right. We're not yeah. gonna get, we're not gonna get dinged here. Bum, 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 right. bum, bum. Yeah, one hundred and fifty episodes. One hundred and fifty. Yeah, and you've been here for most of them. And yeah, I think we, I jumped in around four in the forties. In the forties, so. so yeah, you've done well over a hundred episodes. Yeah. I've done almost one hundred and fifty. I haven't done all one hundred and fifty. There are a couple that I didn't do. Really? That, yeah. That that uh, Kenny do them or Kenny did them when you first got here. There would be weeks I wasn't here, and you guys would record with David Bailey. That was that's back. right. That's then, right. Then I realized I, I wanted some job security and wouldn't let you guys do it. <laughs> that's not it. It's just way easier to sit at my desk now that I've got the system you down. You got a down path. I've right. got a system you know down. I've got the tech stuff ready to go. I've got the, the, the information. Yeah, you can have this. I mean, your office is, uh, for those who are listening, uh, Zach's office changes every week yeah. from the office to recording studio yeah. during this time. So he pulls out all the equipment. Uh, but in 2023... 2020, well, 2024, I should say now. 21st century, it's a lot easier to turn a desk into a recording yes. studio. Uh, just a couple moves of a microphone. I do keep I do keep the the studio little in, interface that connects to my computer. I keep that always here. Yeah, it's really it's a matter of a few few microphones and, and a couple few cables. cables. That's it. That's it. It's amazing. It used to be a lot harder to do stuff like this, but uh, John, it's been a journey, and uh, I, I think it's a good one. I, I'm I'm always pleased, and I'm sure you hear this too when people say, "You, I, you know, I discovered the the podcast." I discover, I'm like, "Oh, that, they start to understand a little bit more the unique nature of our preaching." Yeah. Yeah. team it's it's where I, I don't I'm sure there are other churches that do it do it like this I know there are a lot of other churches that have like the youth department has their own teaching time and, yeah. and maybe some of the maybe the modern side has a different time like on a Sunday evenings yeah. and they have their own time but to have two sort of main teaching times on Sunday mornings, having two preachers on the same passage that is I don't know that I've heard that I've seen that anywhere you have a friend uh He's kind of a friend of a friend, but we're like mutual friends uh, through Facebook. And he he he's part of the teaching team at a different church on the other side of the county. And they actually just started a podcast very similar to this. But they don't. But they're a they're a rotational team, so they're in the same. You know, that all of them will participate in the series, but not on the same weeks. So it's it, which are I've heard they, of that. There are one preacher per per Sunday. I think it's one preacher per Sunday, but but they'll they do like a rotation. I think they have one main guy who like preaches most of the Sundays, but then their their series are long enough where everybody will be kind of mm-hmm. involved in it. And I think the way I kind of understand it, and I've heard this before, they kind of bur- they they talk through the series together and kind of coordinate the series and the main preacher kind of gets ideas bouncing off, which is which has actually become more and more of a staple in churches because of, and I think it's positive. It 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 reduces down the temptation to have a cult of personality yes. that hap- that that we we we've talked about this on the podcast before um it's a big temptation in in the church to have the celebrity preacher that it has some advantages to have the celebrity preacher who is known beyond the local local church but has a whole lot of downside to it as well yeah and the biblical model i think is you know i think give how how you how you how you translate the biblical model of preacher pastor in 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 modern contexts uh we i think this is this is this is a this is one expression that really i think works pretty well and it gives people the opportunity to hear different perspectives and still be under the umbrella of a congregation yeah and and uh anyway I appreciate you coming in M- more weeks than than not. Next week we'll have Ed Dias here, so yes, I'll be I'm, back. Be I'm back. out uh, this week. You're out this week. So, but uh, I want to talk about this series that we're in. We're in a series called Extreme Hospitality. This is the second week in the series. Uh, we're going to uh, talk about Luke 19 in a moment, but I want to talk about hospitality from 
just the the John Fullerton mentality of when you are trying to when you're you know in the mode of extending hospitality to someone else and, and not that it's a conscious well right now I'm going to extend yeah. hospitality let me go shift into the hospitality uh, mode yeah yeah some people have to do that some yeah. people have to shift into hospitality mode yeah. but like but what is it that you do to to communicate uh, a hospitable presence, a welcoming presence, or are there there are there you kind of go to hospi- hospitality moves mm-hmm. that that are like part of your DNA. Yeah, good. That's good. Good. Good question. Uh, and you even told me this question ahead of time, and I'm still still chewing on it as you're saying. I said, like, "What are what are my moves there?" Yeah. Um, and I said, "I do. I did say this before we hit records that you know food food hospitality, which we're going to come to in this series, is uh, a fairly frequent go to. It's yeah. it's it, it's quite nice." To be able to be across the table as you're having a meal together, whether it's lunch together, having a cup of coffee together, with literally a, you know, a meal together, is quite nice. We had a group of people on Friday night, I think it was, yeah, Friday night, just having a meal together in a home. Yeah. And so there, and what did we do? We opened ourselves up and told us, told stories of our lives. We asked, we got curious about them. And we, so we just learned about each other's lives. So a meal is, is, is a natural spot. But I think above, uh, above that, and as you were saying, even saying that, I thought, you know, there, there is just, it reminded my, my, my mindset to answer your question. It reminds me of when I was a chaplain in, in seminary, mm-hmm. uh, I did a, a school year of being a chaplain at a, um, uh, at a, um, at a hospital near Princeton, New Jersey. And, um, and my, uh, my, we were scared to go out on the floor the very first time. Like, well, what if they ask us questions about their salvation and we don't have good answers for them because we're just year one or year two in seminary. So we were like, and, and, and the guy brought us back into the room and he said, look, go into the room. Yeah. Don't have an agenda. Look them in the eye and figure out what they want to talk about. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, conversation. You yeah. just you just let them set whatever it is. So just be curious about them. Be open to them. Let them set the agenda. So I think in the larger sense, that's that's. I mean, that was helpful to hear that because I'd already had some of that in me. Yeah. I just needed to go exercise it in that particular setting. But I think that's just how I, I am in general when I come to someone. Um, now I can't say it's with that like with everyone like that, but I think most of the time my basic disposition is, "Who are you? Yeah. What are you all about? Yeah. Let me tell me about tell me about you." So I think it's that uh, that sort of mindset where it's, just, it's it, that that is in effect. By the way, it comes out of. I heard you tell the story this week about the military housing with your buddy, yeah. right? Literally, your same birthday. That was pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, behind you, but uh, when you're in the military, as you yeah. and I both were, if you don't have some capacity in that way, you will have zero friends. Yeah, it's really difficult uh, yeah. because you're constantly, even that buddy, your best yeah. friend for a year. Yeah. And even that buddy left after a year because yeah. his dad got got yeah. orders. And there was there was an, a new person that moved in they didn't have kids and so it was somebody you know so you have to be you have to be agile you know flexible and all that but you do learn to kind of shortcut this okay i gotta see how i'm gonna connect with these people and i think that's also in inside of me is that i i have to figure out you know how can i be open to this person and just engage with that person so in the larger sense that's i think that's the answer just i have this this predisposition to be curious about the other person and be ready to kind of engage that person, kind of open myself up to that person. Yeah, I think that word you just said I think is really uh, a tie-in, and I think this word will come up in later in the series, um, is that word curious, you know, uh, being curious about the other person. I mean, it there is a, a, there's a sense in which curiosity about others, it communicates love and value, right? I mean, it's, it's, I, I'm putting myself aside and, and, and wanting to know you, mm-hmm. right. Wanting to know the other person. And, and I find it challenging, um, when, and I don't know how, how you, how you find this when, when you as a, as a pastor, a, 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 a person who is visibly a leader, mm-hmm. when you're with fellow, when you're with congregants, right. In those kind of contexts, whether it's coffee or 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 a, a, a meal, lunch, dinner, where you're trying to uh, communicate your curiosity about them, and then and and then, they, but they they want to default to what your opinion is. Oh, let me get your opinion about this, or what do you think about that, or whatever. And, you mean and like churchy things, like yeah, they get to churchy things really quickly, and like yeah. you know, I I, I uh, you know. 
I trying not to have agenda items, and then they put it items yeah. on the agenda, no, I, right? I, you I know? can't tell you many times, you know. Hey, let's get to know. Let's get to visit. What do you? What's your view of the of eschatology? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or this ministry thing, or this, you know, what do you think about this change? Or what do you think about, you know? Oh, we really, you know, and 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 to some extent, you you you, I, like as I feel this, I wanna, I want to give the other person, the, the the freedom to be able to ask questions that maybe they've been curious about with regard sure. to the church. But I also want to make sure that they're not using that as a barrier to talk to, to me about or to share with me, you know, what what's what's going on that's difficult in their life personally outside of the the church world. So that um, I, I mean, cause I, I, I mean, using it as a way to avoid talking about those things. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. You know, um, and, 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 and also too, because I, there is there's a great deal of value in us knowing people beyond mm. the the ministry context that we know so many people in. Do, do yeah. you, you see what I'm saying? Like oh, that's yeah. a, that's yeah. a... It reminds me of uh, going to visit visit a man in the hospital, and I was trying to figure out, ask, trying to find ways to ask the question that was beyond what's your diagnosis or what's yeah. your what's your physical problem. And he and he and he saw me straining to ask the question in different ways. He goes, "Oh wait." Are you asking me, is it well in my soul? I said, that's exactly what I'm asking you. I want to know about you. Yeah. How are you doing right yeah. now? And he's, oh, okay, let's talk about that. And, you know, he, he had a great answer for, for, for that. But that's the kind of stuff that, I, you know, when I, when I really am getting curious, I want to know, like, who are you? Yeah. Like, what's where, what's going on and what's your hard wiring? Like, I, 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 I'm going to be with a group that I don't know very well the rest of this week. And so that's going to be a, an exercise for me to figure out, all right, how— How's that going to go? Because yeah. I'm going to be all me. Like, yeah. who are you? Tell me about your life. Are what are you passionate ready, are, what are you passionate? Yeah. And they're going to be like, uh, you know. Are they ready to downshift into that <laughs> yeah, kind of level like, of conversation? Like, Dude, let's just keep it right up here. Let's don't go that's down. Right. Let's don't go down. Well, I think one of the things that's interesting is is what you're saying is is that's in, 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 in our context, it's it's not the first cup of coffee that you have with a person that really gets to that level, right? It's the second, third, fourth cup of coffee or the fourth meal that you have, or, you know, um, and being, and it's, and where it can be challenging for us is that there's a limited amount of time and there's a lot of people. Yes. Right. That is a challenge. And, and, you know, we, we, I just, we actually had a mission meeting earlier today and, and, uh, you know, we had lunch afterwards there. And, and a lot of times those missions meetings, because of when they're typically scheduled, I usually have a meeting like really quickly right afterwards, but as it worked out, you know, we got done earlier than I had anticipated. So I had not scheduled anything right after that meeting. So I was able to just sit and have lunch with, with, with folks and, and, uh, talk about, you know, their grandkids yeah, and, that's and, nice. and, and those sorts of things. And, and these were people I know, you know, I've, I've been around for 10 years, you know, they've been in the church for a long time and, and, but, but had they not been somewhat familiar, those would not, you know, be the conversations that we had. So it was, it is interesting the, the, how you, how, and everybody approaches it differently. Everybody approaches those conversations differently. Like they have to have a meal in order to have, you know, to share yeah. hospitality. They have well, to that, have that raises the question back to you that you, know, you asked me the question, yeah. what's my go-to? Yeah. What's, what's your go-to? My go-to is, is, uh, coffee or lunch with people. And, and I, and, and I find it challenging to, um, to do group things like that, like small group things. I just get really, uh, it's hard for me to, to demonstrate care, um, and genuine concern for more than one person at a time. Yeah. Like, and I, and, and those like dinner parties where there's, you know, you know, six to, you know, 10 people, five couples or whatever, those are fine. Those, those are great. And, and extending those things is, is, is wonderful. But I feel like after I'm done, I'd like, I have no idea which story from which person I heard. Yeah. I just all comes in my head yeah, together yeah. and all gets muddied. And, and I feel like I haven't gotten, so, I like to do the one-on-one so thing. One on one. Yeah. So, I really, I really try to tell people, Hey, let's, you know, you have time to go to coffee or let me take you to lunch or, or something like that, because then I can focus a little bit more and I'm not, I also feel, I also have like group guilt. I don't know if you get this, where you're in a group and you're talking to one person, you're trying to hone in on one person, and you, I feel the other, the, the other I feel the other voices. people yeah. as though I'm ignoring. I feel like I'm ignoring them. Mm-hmm. Do, you, you, yeah. do you ever get that? I, I, I feel that. I feel. I have a hard time differentiating that. That's not ignoring. That's just being in conversation. But. You know, I think depending on the setting. I mean, yeah. if, if if the whole group is focused on the same conversation that that I'm having with the person, then that's a different dynamic. Yeah, different than, dynamic. than there's, then you know, if if we're 
if we're in a, we're in a group setting and everybody's expected to be talking to each other, I don't have any problem with that. Yeah, focusing on just one person. Yeah, and even and even my main question with if I am focus if I am focusing on one person is is this the right setting to be having this conversation? Yeah. Has this person dominated the rest of the group? We're kind of getting in the way of what the group is is for, and therefore we need to c- yeah. cut it short. Yeah, or is the group fine with this and we really this person's got the presenting issue yeah. of the day and we're just going to settle with this person for the night just yeah. never mind what our agenda is forget yeah. the agenda yeah. focus on this person yeah. i think of a i think of a woman two churches ago uh, a woman whose husband she found out was uh, was using crystal meth oh my gosh came to group on whatever night it was that's the, and that's we, the one none that's of good. us none of us knew that huh. we had a bible study planned for the night yeah. she she opened up the meeting with that we did not touch the bible study it was all yeah you know care. Sort of journeying with her demonstrating care and i think sometimes people forget that that's what that's the goal i mean that and that's what we've been talking about these first 2 weeks with uh, with this hospitality series is that there there are there are instruments to hospitality like we've talked about meals and cups of coffee and and you know defined group settings but the the goal of that is to demonstrate a love and a care for the individual that that goes beyond even the superficial necessarily yeah. and and so often hospitality and it's not just churches in in the American context is tends to be very surface level or stay surface level. And I, I want to knock the surface level because you got to have the surface sure. level in order to get lower, right? The f- first cup of coffee is superficial by nature. It's the third yeah. cup that gets to be a little bit, you know, more, you know, s- deeper, deeper each time. And, and each person is different. I yeah. mean, some people are like, no, no, no. Jump in right now and to talk to Bo about you know my secret addictions or whatever and you're like oh okay well yeah. there there we go uh, yeah. no, no filters <laughs> right. no 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 concerns no no shame no, right. no jump here I am but other people are like no 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 you, I, you get there after call the... me in five years you know we'll, <laughs> let's keep having these these talks and we'll get there but, maybe I'll get yeah there. maybe maybe uh, that's actually the the when I talked about hospitality in the past. One of the things I've I've addressed was the fact that the we think that hospitality is uh, having a potluck meal and sitting around the table at a uh, at a table you know after church that's great it is a definitely a form of that because you're sitting with people you do, mm-hmm. don't necessarily um, know and it is certainly a front doorway into yeah, hospitality point, yeah. but it's not the kind of hospitality not it's not what we're calling for in this series and it's certainly not you know like this week that we're certainly not what Jesus was doing with Zacchaeus. Yeah, and, and 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 this week, when in your message, you really you started off with the the idea of the importance of the idea of extreme, right? I mean, I I, I jumped into this a little bit last week with the yeah. idea of extreme, but you you jumped in with this week, and, and I really I loved how you um, began. You talked about your your daughters, but then you you focused in on Presbyterianism a little bit as being a people of the middle way. And I, yeah. want, I want to hear your your word of your thoughts on the 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 middle way approach, the value of that, right? And then also, what are the downsides to that? I mean, because yeah. I think you did a good job of in the message, really kind of unpacking that. But but why is it important to think about the importance of middle way thinking? But then also, every once in a while, you got to break out of that. Yeah, yeah, and this and this and that was the point of that was to say that we're not prone to extremes. Yeah, we're pro- we, we the in moderation in all things has yeah. been a saying in Presbyterianism oh. for for a long, long time. Yeah, and a lot of that is, and what I was trying to get at there, and what Harry Hassel, the one I was referring to, was getting at, was just saying that look, we recognize that God has created us with different personalities, different different ways that we connect with learning styles, all these different things, and so how do we find that place where there's more where everybody can feel like they can come to the table. Yeah. So that's the good part of it. You know, everybody can. We, we have a place where everybody can feel like they can come to the table. We're not. We're not congregationalists. We're not Baptists. We're not Catholics. You yeah. know, we're not, we we sort of operate in that middle ground. We're not. We re- realize. We've talked about this here before. I I realize that some people prefer the life of the emotions. They mm-hmm. want to feel some certain things. Other people don't want to feel yeah. feel those things. They want to think certain things. And we say, look, the, in the best of these worlds, we're not only going to feel. We're also going to think, and we're going to do. Yeah. And we, you know, as you we've said here before we're trying to be the church that balances brings all those three and so in, even in that sense it's the it's the middle way yeah. but the point was that 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 also means that we might temper ourselves when it comes to some areas where we just need to not be so 
so you know finding that sweet spot we just need to be bold in every yeah. sense of it and and evangelism and hospitality and these and worship and these core things that we're all about they they need to be those places where we go over the top yeah and I, and, and i think the, the i and, and as i've gotten older and as i've been in the in church for decades and decades i've been in ministry now for for you know professional ministry for almost three decades it's I, I've got I've gained the I've gained the appreciation for that middle way thinking that that you don't make you know and I loved how you you framed it in in all these different areas of the church from polity to worship to theology but I do but there is rightly so we've seen a danger in overthinking certain things I mean we've got to think through everything but overthinking to the point where we don't act with with passion and conviction and yeah. and and um that over the that's top. Our, that's our danger as a whole, as 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 people who really value the life of the mind. Yeah, is that we uh, n- neglect the life of the heart. Yeah, neglect the life of the emotions, and they're yeah. not they're not engaged with our with our mindful approach to the faith. Yeah, and sometimes there's just right and wrong and you do the right thing and you you go after the right thing with with vigor and uh this is one of those places where i think the the church and i'm not i don't this is not exclusive to ours but i think i think all churches struggle with the idea of hospitality in some measure even even churches that have a great reputation for having great welcoming yeah. crews and welcoming teams that they might be great at that like we just talked about the front door superficial welcome side but are they great at deepening people's yeah. relationship with others and others might be not as good at, at the front door sort of hospitality but they go, things, deep. But they go deep you know um and 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 so i think all the all churches have have growing edges yeah. on, on on different sides well, of a the... church consult i heard a church consultant say one time said i've never met the second most friendly church in town yeah, yeah. every church in that town thinks of the most friendly church yeah. in town yeah and and, and, and to certain people they probably and the certain people who stick they are right but he and he was saying that 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 everybody who says that we're the most friendly church in town is probably not terribly honest with themselves. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I and I and I, and I think that's the the point of this week's message was there are people for whom it's very easy for us to be welcoming, right? Yeah. I mean, there are people who will come to FPC Lakeland or, or go to fill in the blank church here in Lakeland because we are we are not want for churches to to try out. Yeah, we, <laughs> we have a, we, we are very we're very saturated high density in them, of, of churches, of churches, right? Um and and they'll feel right at home instantly. Everything will come into play, and it could be because of their background. They they went to a church with Georgian architectural styles of sanctuary. Because listen, there are other churches that have a very similar sanctuary to ours. That they'll or they'll come into Vine, and they're like, no, 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 that's that's how I was raised. So I feel welcomed, and I feel like I know where to go, and I feel like I know. And it has nothing to do with the people necessarily. That are already here, but it has to do with the reception of the the person that's coming in the door. And there are others that it will be very foreign, and it'll be a little. There's a challenge, and it's it's the same at every church. Yeah. And the point of the message I think this week is, yeah, but we're all called to look for those that don't necessarily right. fit into that mold, right? Yeah. Who have the rejection, and, and, and we'll hit this. We'll hit that theme over and several over times yeah, yeah, in this yeah, series, yeah, over and over again. And in what I liked about this week and, and this uh, this past week, because this week coming up is we're going to broaden it a little bit. We're going to broaden it to more of a gen- general sense of things. But this week we really focused on a very specific story, the story of Zacchaeus. Yeah. And and you went back um, to the Leviticus passage. Um, I, I did not have, I had it in there, didn't have the time to really reach into it as much as I wanted to really talk about the... Well, Zac- now I understand why I went long. I That's just right. found it that I went long, longer than I usually do on Sundays. <laughs> like, I was so shocked. It's like, I had the same number of pages in my in my text, but it went long. That's because I went back to, to went back that to passage. Le- went back to Leviticus passage, but it's important because the, for the Jewish people to understand that they're, they have a an impetus for the, the hospitality that God calls yeah. them to, right? And 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 the reason for that is that you were you were you were slaves in Egypt, yeah, and you needed help then. Don't yeah. forget the people who are in your midst now, and they need help as well. Yeah, and and and, and incredibly powerful, but something that they continually forgot. Yeah, 
over and over yeah. and over again, and even up into the time of, of Jesus when Jesus is walking to Jericho. So as you're looking at these, you know, these not these ten, eleven verses out of Luke nineteen, you know, what is it? What were some of the de- I mean, we there were a lot of details that you and I covered to get yeah, very, very that. similar. Uh, Another one I, of those weeks where I felt like we were even even some of the the ways we, we presented yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was it about this? What is it about this? Well, let's. I want to broaden the question. Why do you think this story of all the stories that Jesus of, of Jesus interacting with specific people, because there are a lot of stories. Why do you think this story has such hold that it, it even becomes Sunday school fodder for children? Right. I mean, because Jesus interacts with Levi, another tax collector, becomes mm-hmm. a disciple. Jesus interacts with sinners, you know, like the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman in John chapter four. We don't have songs about, <laughs> you know, we don't have those types of Sunday schools. I mean, we maybe we do, but not not to the point where it's hard to have a song about a prostitute for the seven year olds are going to be able maybe, to sing. Maybe, 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 maybe that's why. <laughs> but you got Levi, tax collector. I mean, what what do you think it is about this story that captivates such cultural attention? You know, Christian cultural attention. It, it's up there with like David and Goliath. It's up there with like, you know, Daniel and the lion's den in terms of its position in the Christian imagination? Well, I do think that the, it would, the, the, my answer is that I, I think it has the same impact that a woman at the well would have had on, on the culture who heard it for the first time. In spite of our song, we both, we both laughed about the Zacchaeus yeah. was the wee little man, the wee little man was he. You were hilarious, by the way, and you're, and you're, uh, you know, because I, I have a very personal, yeah, I have yeah, a very yeah, personal yeah. take yeah. on that, right? And, and I love how you, you punctuated by saying, by the way, I'm lo- taller than most of those people were at the time, so I'm, a, I'm ahead of ahead of them. So that's hilarious. But I think this it's the contrast between like the woman at the well and or and. It's the contrast between they were the ones that nobody. She was the one that nobody wanted wanted to yeah. be around. You, you, you know, good people don't aren't, don't don't get around them. Yeah. And that Jesus went to them. Yeah. And I think it's that that he welcomed them in. Mm-hmm. And it, so it's. It, I think those stories have the broader appeal uh, because uh, there's plenty of time in the history of the church. I'm reading Tom Holland's uh, book Dominion, which he's talking about the impact on the Christian church. And, and even in the church era, nobody went after these marginalized people. Nobody, they, they got what they deserved. Even post Christian era before post Christ era, it took a while for the traction of the Christian message to begin to infiltrate its way into the societies and cultures all, all around. And what, what, what was surprising to everybody was that you just assume that there's going to be somebody poor and begging and and struggling and 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 an outcast social outcast and you don't associate with yeah. them and so it's just that Jesus went to them and said you can be a part of this mm-hmm. you know I want you to be a part of this movement and he didn't do that at the exclusion of the insiders of the, of society yeah. the insiders are just as much a part of it as the outsiders so it's the universal universalizing of the uh, of the message I think that it, that is has such an appeal because it really is the gospel yeah you know at at its heart is that you know it your your past does not define your relationship with god or your eternal future yeah yeah. Your your relationship with God and your eternal future is defined by: Do you going to come down out of that tree and and bring and mm-hmm. invite me in or not? Yeah, yeah, and you know, th- I think there's something very um, theatrical about this this particular story as well. Uh, th- yeah, it's, it it's, does have some it's very, dramatic elements to it, and, and I think different than like. Let's, I mean, I think one of the reasons it go because everything you said is a hundred percent true, and I also think from a from a a cultural standpoint there there is something there's something very physical about this story i mean when you think about the daniel in the lion's den or the david and goliath you think of the zacchaeus story there's just a lot of there's a lot of movement in the story mm-hmm. there's a lot of and 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 it reminds at least me when i read a story like this in and it's also a unique one this is this is only and neither one of us mentioned this little only detail in only in luke. luke and it and it and it's one of those stories that very much encapsulates other Lucan type uh, passages, such as the lost, uh, the prodigal son, the lost, the coin, three lost, lost so, things, yeah. the three lost things, because it's actually even how it ends here. For for the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. So I think there's some of that element too. But 
something very imagine. It's not imaginary, but there's something that very much taps into the imagination of the story. It's why I think Sunday school teachers love this story because it's very easy to um, demonstrate the gospel in a physical way that 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 mm. grabs people's attention. And, and even as I was listening to your message, as many times I've heard the story, I'm still in my head visualizing it. Visualizing it. Oh, you know the yeah. crowd and the sycamore tree, and and there's just a lot of detail in these. Yeah. It's very dense de- from I a think, detail I, standpoint. I, I think, yeah. I mean, and and I think that the detail of his reaction. To Jesus's invitation, Jesus' hospitality, is it does make it different than something like a woman. You know, the woman at the well was happy. She went away and told all the townspeople about it. Everybody became became a believer. But what you don't hear is the woman at the well. Her personal life was changed. Yeah, then and not there. the same. Yeah. So, she, and you were detailing some of that in your message, which I thought was really helpful. It was like, like, you know, he's gonna, he's giving back. Yeah. Whatever he's done, so he's acknowledging. You know, if I've cheated anybody out of, out of anything, you, you're great. He certainly has. Yeah, he's not just it's not saying. That's anything. not that's not an if. That's a because I have. Yeah. Um, uh, but he has, and so he. But th- that detail itself of of his repentance, his personal repentance, yeah. is very helpful. Yeah. Now, and and I guess. To your point about the Sunday school teachers liking the story, like any good story, like 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 many animated movies, you know, you can tell the story at different levels, yeah. and when you're ready for the next level, it's going to be there for you. Absolutely, and that, and, and yeah, and even as I'm I'm looking at the passage in front of me now, you know, there's there are other things that just pop out that we don't, that you just can't get into in a, in a moment, and but you know. There, there were a lot of things that you and I touched on uh, that I, that I, it was interesting the details that you and I gravitated towards together. You know, uh, the the chief tax collector part, the yeah. the, the head. Yeah. It's not just a tax collector who would have been, and we use the same term again. We the didn't talk guy. about <laughs> social pariah. Is the because it's that just, interesting, yeah. just that term is the only term that really captures it. Captures it because the the th- and neither one of us mentioned this, but. There's this there's this tension in Zacchaeus because he is in one respect very prominent, right? He's an important person in the community. Yeah, I'm sure Jericho knew who Zacchaeus was. Yeah, he's wealthy. He he's he's got influence, but it's it's that same. It, it's that kind of influence that makes people hate you at the same time. Is <laughs> isn't that? I mean, that's the irony of Zacchaeus. And the irony of the tax collectors in general, because he has all the trappings of success, every measure of success in terms of wealth and prominence yeah. and importance, but he is absolutely Nobody, yeah, hated. T- he's hated. He's hated. Um, the the reaction of the crowds, we both keyed on that as well. Yeah. The, both, the reaction of the crowd was, this is not the right guy for Jesus to have done this with. They were they were complaining, they were grumbling because Jesus should not have done it with this guy. Yeah. He's the wrong guy. Yeah. When it's even like you 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 know you mentioned this idea that he would have been on the fringes of the religion itself, and that what does Jesus do at the end of the passage elevates Zacchaeus's Jewishness. He elevates that he is a son of Abraham. Yeah. And which they. The crowd would have been like, "Yeah, but is he really? I mean, yeah. like, he might be." And don't we still do that? Is that yeah. is is he really a Christian? He, oh man, is he really a Christian? I don't know. And that's you know, the, yeah, I have mixed feelings about that because sometimes a person's the evidence of their lives can is a fair thing to question whether the evidence of their lives, the fruit of their lives, yeah. uh, displays a person who is committed to following Jesus. But the mixed reaction part is like, that is not my job. Yeah, it's not my job to question, to, to say or to not say that that person is his name is written in the book of life. My job is to is to proclaim the gospel, love on people, um, and welcome them in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the details we both brought out, and I want to get your take on this, and 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 really dig a little bit into the if we can if we can unpack the the why a little bit more. But Jesus imposes himself on Zacchaeus. Right. Yeah, I mean, we both brought this out. You don't invite yourself over for dinner, and that's exactly what Jesus and he, and and we both answered the question. We I think we were li- hearing in in our heads, people ask, "Well, back then maybe that was different because they were so nope, nope it absolutely was not. That's no. that's yes, they were a more hospitable culture overall, but that, but that was initiated from within, not from, from within. without. Yeah. So, what do you make of that? What do you make of that move by Jesus to say, "I'm coming to your house today"? Like, what what do you make of? And this is 
to my knowledge, the only time we see Jesus do something like, like this. I mean, he's mm-hmm. eating in people's homes all the time, but to my knowledge, this is the only time he says, I'm coming to, to stay with you today. Um, what do you make of that move by Jesus in imposing the ho- his, his, his hospitality? There, um, I I appreciate what you said earlier. I think that there's there's something dramatic about this moment. I think there's something theatrical, some some uh, some element that Jesus was not unaware. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said uh, who, who Zacchaeus is and what he needed. What I didn't say was he was also not aware what the crowds were going to say. Yeah, and I think this was done as much for the uh, for the crowds as, oh, as, as yeah. it was for Zacchaeus. Oh. I think that I think he wanted the crowds to to do some soul searching on their own mm. and. To be fair, if we have someone who is not like us, and look, I've heard this in the church before. I'm just going yeah, to say, said, say you, said it, you said it in your message, yeah. That, that we don't want people like that in, uh, in we, our church. Yeah, we have and, heard. And that's anytime. You know, that's that's just— Doesn't it amaze you how how people—when you tell—and I, I, wonder, I wonder if someone said this to you after, after Sunday, because I heard you say this in your message, that you've heard that before. I've heard it before, too. Mm-hmm. Did you have anybody come up and say, I can't believe people would do that? I mean, I'm always shocked at people's shock. At yeah. that. So, yeah. like, do you not know people? Like, I mean, like, we, we are inherent—there are times when we're inherently, like, putting wall—like, walls up about this yeah no yeah. i yeah yes people said something afterwards uh, Did, yeah. about that and, and mostly it was a we we needed to be reminded of that mindset yeah and or thank you for reminding us of that mindset and not not that they've heard pe- heard people say that or had instant they might have but just that we need to be reminded that you know we can be you know of a certain personality as a church because every church has its personality we can be of a certain personality as long as we continue to make room for the person who comes into our midst yeah well and and we we heard this we heard this recently in the last couple of years when we start when when you initiated w- w- with the help of some lay folks the celebrate recovery ministry yeah. here we heard that yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. we, we, heard that we, we don't, don't want drug addicts and we don't want no. those people in our uh, those people we're not really that church with tattooed People yeah. and 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 you know people drug addicts and and the response is well we should be that church <laughs> well the response is we already are that church because yeah. we have all these recovery yeah. groups that meet here and yeah. you just haven't been around on a yeah. whatever Tuesday went yeah. Tuesday Thursday nights yeah uh, but for some reason I think that celebrate recovery was like it was one step closer into the door you know it's like it's one thing to host. It's another thing to say, no, 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 this is a ministry of the church, and these people are, are you know, this group of folks and the yeah. folks that decide to come there, they're part of it. We want them to be welcomed sure. on a Sunday or a Wednesday. Or, I think that's or, even more important for us because we, we, um, we've talked about this multiple times. We have a beautiful sanctuary, yeah. beautiful campus. I think we have the best front lawn in Christendom. Oh, man. And it's just it's it's right a, up there. Great, great, beautiful sanctuary and all this, which is the great thing to say. The, the challenging part of it is also very imposing for people. And if you don't have a sense of, you know, you are welcome and can come into this church as you are, not as you think you should be, it's awfully difficult to walk into this church. So to have groups like this, it's, I put it this way, I like the fact that that's the, many of those who who are coming in with tattoos and 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 prison time and and just lots of struggles in life. Not not just that, also the people who have PTSD and dealing with um, ongoing uh, ongoing issues in life. Of the those folks are beginning to to see that in spite of what looks like an imposing edifice here on this property. They can come into this this church. I mean, even the leader of Celebrate Recovery has been been Coming here in. on a regular basis now. Yeah. So, um, and and that just writing that larger because what it says is that of course they're welcome. Yeah. And a, a mindset, even because look, we I said this towards the end is that yes, we are the rich church on the lake. Yeah. That's not it's not untrue. There are wealthy people in in our church by world standards. It's probably most ninety nine percent of the people in this church yeah. are. Wealthy by those yeah. standards, but even by U.S. standards, there are people who are particularly yeah. wealthy. But those same people are the ones who can be the kindest. Who, and, oh, they're the ones who yeah. are on mission. They're the yeah. ones who are who, who are feeding the the folks on Celebrate Recovery. They're yeah. involved in these ministries of compassion and care. So that's that's what. As someone once said, that's what grinds my grits is when people well, criticize yeah. us, and they're the one. They're actually the the very people they're criticizing. They're the ones out doing all these things. Well, and that, and that too. I think one of the things you said at the end of the message along those lines was that you know, I think it's that's a very superficial view of 
this congregation. Yeah, they're just looking at the big building and and, and they're and looking knowing at, a few people and yeah, and, and they're and looking at drawing larger yeah. than they should conclusions. And they're looking at how people dress and what cars they drive and 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 they're making some assumptions about and and again isn't that the isn't that the judgmental attitude? Yeah. To make the assumption and and not to say that there aren't unfriendly, you know, there no, I mean there are people that have that church. that issue everybody has that. But to your point, some of the wealthiest people are the ones that you would are probably some of the most generous and and some of the most hospitable and kind and right. and I mean I'm thinking of a story just from probably before we did this message but at the end of last year somebody came in who who you could tell was was having a time off the streets and had a, a particular um kind of demeanor and whatever and came into the classic service and one of our you know very established uh Lakeland ladies Put her arm around him and said, "Hey, you can sit with me," and 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 brought him to to introduce him to us and got him a cup of coffee and donuts and, and I'm thinking that's it right there. I mean, and that's and and that's that's quote unquote old Lakeland like established like person who's got some some financial well being and and dresses very nicely, but it was the first person to say, "Hey, come sit with me," and extend that and welcome. That, and that's the story that doesn't get told. That's the story because that, that happens again Regularly. and again yeah. and again, and it doesn't get told because they don't see the people who are making these reductionistic statements don't see those things. And yeah. so that's why I want to tell them to just when I hear those things, say you are just in in the truest sense of the word, you're ignorant. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And and this is what Jesus is trying to break through with the this this interaction with Zacchaeus and 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 what I I really love about this story is and there's several things I love about the story. The contrary to 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 the the funny kind of aside that I made in the sermon. I actually love this story. Um but it's this this concept that it was simply by the act of Jesus addressing Zacchaeus that Zacchaeus feels compelled to change. Yeah. And it and and Jesus didn't demand the change. Jesus did not demand holiness at this point or righteousness at this point. He knew the relationship that he was offering, this this extended yeah. uh this extended sense of of personhood that he was giving Zacchaeus. How did you how did you come to the to use that um backpack luggage illustration? Well, it comes from that word the 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 Greek word for guest. You know, it's that idea that that the Greek word for guest there comes from the word to loosen. To, to unbind. Um, so you're just thinking of putting down your burdens. Well, that's exactly. Well, that's exactly. So the the dictionary, you know, the the new the theological <laughs> dictionary of the New Testament, the the TDNT, uh, actually goes through the the history of that word kataluo or kataleo, depending on how you're looking at the pronunciation, all the way from its secular Greek usage to its usages in the Septuagint and how you get this word that in the verb tense can be used to describe the overthrow of governments and how does that how does that relate to a guest arriving at someone's home it was because guests arrived with large if they were going to be a guest that stays and and as it as it indicates here Jesus is not just a dinner guest he's a guest guest like he's spending the night he's yeah. putting stuff in drawers he's like going to hang out for a little bit on his way to Jerusalem like like He's care like there would be tip, typically a person a traveler would be carrying quite a bit because they're not going for a day or two they're going for you know a while and they they're carrying food and whatever it was the idea that they were unburdened as a guest you were unburdening yourself of those things and you were as we would say it you're making yourself at home mm-hmm. I mean this is what we tell guests when we're really extending hop hey make yourself at, make home. at home open the fridge you know get that's like the truest. And you know it's funny that phrase escaped me all week until I started preaching. That make yourself at home, like I like could not come up. I don't know, just it was falling out of my brain. I was like, "There's this phrase. What is it?" But it, that is the truest sense of what Jesus was doing, and and it was. But it was this turn that Jesus was saying, "I'm coming to your home, Zacchaeus, in order for you to make yourself at home with me." 
you know, that you can unburden yourself yeah. of all your baggage and all of your selfishness and all of your whatever. And that's that's where the imagery came in yeah. for me because this, this. Well, when you were when you were describing that, I, I was going. I was thinking about what the reaction that was recorded in Luke Luke nineteen of Zac- Zacchaeus. Yeah, you you get this sense of relief. That's exactly it. Yeah, there's relief yeah. in him that yeah. he's he can finally make. He has he has the thing, and and there must have because and I mentioned the fact that he was the one who initiated contact. He was spiritually curious to begin with. Yeah, and he has the relief now of being able to be, you know, um, restored. Yeah, and so yeah, I love that that image of the of this this setting down the bags. Yeah, and, and it's being... just this turn of phrase right in the middle, and it and it comes from the 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 only time the word guest is used here, it's it comes from the grumbling crowd, but they don't realize the power of what they're saying to Jesus and what Jesus is offering to Zacchaeus. Mm-hmm. You know, it's both. It's a both and. Yeah, he doesn't and, deny that. Yeah, and that's why you know I pulled out the Revelation three twenty passage, the old you know, behold, I stand at the door and knock, because it's very much what. Jesus is offering for for all for all people, um, but man, there's just a ton in this. Was was there something in this passage that you or or throughout this that you you said, man, if I had another ten minutes, I would have I would have inserted this, or I would have I would have highlighted that, or I would have taken this move or that move. Was there anything that you would have have done done uh, added to this this message on that you? Well, I will tell you that I had the uh, the live versions of it. I had the the choir sing the uh, they, they sang the Zacchaeus song. Oh, did you? So, oh, nice. <laughs> so and just kind of gave pause and let everybody you know because you could hear the most of the most of the people in the room were singing the song. So yeah, uh, so yeah, yeah. I, I you know I for... probably I, I think probably the the seek and the save the lost. Yeah, I mean I saved it for the punchline i brought it in its right place i landed yeah. it, landed with it there that that was the, the high point in fact the, i say i called it i declared described it as especially with luke you know we has luke uh we has luke acts you know yeah. what is he trying to do he's trying to get that message out there and this is the this is the acts type of message it, the 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 uh, and and as you said luke 15 has the three lost things and then yeah and then this this was seeking to save the lost it's a big motif in luke um, it's, it's a, a big, really big i, I really motif, think it's yeah. central to to luke and yeah. i i i I could have dialed that up more yeah. and talked more about that, built that out in the rest of Luke, built that out in the book of Acts and seen, yeah. saw, saw how that was true. What I summarized was true in detail. Yeah. And that, that was, that's where I, that's where I was headed to. I mean, that the, the idea of salvation coming to this house, I mean, there, there was the, the last, the last verse, I, I, I think if this was like a two week series, I think the whole second week would just yeah. be on the last verse because you have the salvation coming to this house. I mean, what does that mean? Son the, of Abraham. The idea of him being a son of Abraham, but he's been kind of kicked out as, you know, looked at like he's not. Which is the story of the the the, the lost sheep. You know, yeah, the Luke, Luke 15 is, who's, yeah, who's he yeah. talking about? You got the Pharisees are listening to this the story here. He tells the story of who are lost. Who's lost? Those who are part, been been in. It's kind of like the de-churched book that we've, yeah, been, right. we've both read is that they were in the and faith, out. and yeah. then they're out, and Jesus is bringing them back. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's an important part of this. That's an important part of this move. So yeah, that that probably been it for me too. And and uh, Zacchaeus is just such an interesting character in 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 the Bible. He's one of those characters. He shows up for for nine, ten, eleven verses, and then you never hear from him again. But you always, those are always the ones you wonder what was. What was the impact of that yeah. moment, and especially in a city like Jericho, which which we both talked about as being a very important, wealthy, mm-hmm. prominent border city with, uh, extra, you know, a good amount of trade that goes in and out, and because of his his importance from a social standpoint. I mean, even though he was a pariah, even though he was a pariah, he was a fixture from a from an, a, a bureaucratic standpoint. Mm-hmm. What would that change? I mean, it it. And and obviously the timing of this, but but it reminds me of the character of, of Scrooge, you know, in, in there you Christmas go. Carol. I was going to say, where's some modern? Yeah, what would be, is a lone shark who's yeah. living a high life be be the modern yeah. equivalent of that? Yeah. But it's Probably. very much, it, remember, Scrooge is a good one. Scrooge because then he changes and he and he and he moves because he's had this encounter. Um, yeah, so I think yeah, a lot more would have been done with this, but uh, it was a great week in the series. I I I, I thoroughly enjoyed this going back and and I. You know, these sort. This reminds me of the great stories kind of series. You know, yeah. kind of messages where you that, really get to yeah. do. Is there a difference between this story this week and other stories, even in the series? Just, just. I mean, there's like last week. Yeah. And this, and this week, great yeah. stories, but but this one, it lands a little differently, right? It's more. 
it's that's what you described earlier. You were visualizing this in your head as yeah. you were listening to it. Not every passage of scripture is going to have the same visual. And not supposed impact. to. It's not supposed to, right? It's okay. That's right. But when you get to these, they're fun. Yeah, they're fun. And 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 because of that, they they hit. They hit me personally, you know, I think they hit people personally. I get a lot of feedback. I'm sure you did as well too, just like the the need for this for themselves, either from a standpoint of they needed to feel unburdened, they needed to feel seen, or like you were talking about, they needed the reminder to see others mm-hmm. in the same way that they don't, you know, maybe they've gotten lethargic, not, not, again, people are people and we, we go through seasons where we're better or worse at this and this is a reminder to yeah. be better, right? Which is the point of the whole series yeah. is that is, you know, yeah. we have people coming in and out of our lives. Yeah. Let's make sure that they're yeah. welcome. Pastor John, like we said, you'll be out uh, this coming week. Uh, Ed Diaz will be in Vine. I'll yep. be in the classic service. Uh, we've got the ordination of our new elders, so I'll be in there. And mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're talking about a general, uh, kind of a general aspect of, of you know, Showing hospitality to those on the fringes, on the margins, and so that's going to be a, an important. We can't, we can't hit that enough. Cannot hit that enough. And and Zacchaeus represents a different type of being on the margins. But uh, uh, so we'll miss you this week. Um, you'll be back the following week. And um, if anyone missed this past week's message in the series or any one of the messages uh, from our previous this or our previous series, head to fpclakeland.org. Go to the worship page in the sermon archive tab to watch um, complete services, both classic and modern service. And uh, as you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you hit the subscribe button, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud. You can share it with your friends. You can also like the podcast, rate it, um, does help other folks find us, and then as a result, find uh, the church overall. So it would be good but be good to do that. Happy uh, 150. 150, yeah. yeah. And so I'm just curious uh, when I'll play it back when, I, when it goes live after, we'll after we recorded this. <laughs> are you going to do anything special for we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Uh, making it splashy? We'll see, how the, we'll, see how the week, we'll see how the week goes. Pastor John, as always, thank you so much. And we'll see everybody next time. Bye, everybody.